0: Thank oh. you.
1: him praise and honor that he is due this morning. Amen. We have a few written requests. We want to continue to remember our pastor in prayer this morning. I think the Lord has just completely touched his feet and made his feet better, and he's still having a little bit of problems with his back, so we just want to remember that. that the Lord will just completely restore him this morning. Also, uh, Brother Jonathan is a, a way ministering in Indiana. I think he said they're having uh, wonderful services there, and just to remember them in your prayers today. Um, and so I don't forget, I want to go ahead and tell you um, that all those that are going to attend the meeting, um, uh, leaving with the youth, that the van will be leaving, he said, at 8 a.m. on Friday morning. So if you're here at 8.05, you may be sitting in the parking lot for quite a while. So just be here at 8 o'clock on Friday morning to leave for the meetings there. And also, I think Sister Dory and Sister Brenda and Sister Shirley, were so excited. Y'all are getting to go. And Just looking forward to a good time in the Lord there. Amen. Also, we want to continue to remember Sister uh, Veronica in our prayers. The Lord will continue to touch her and her body. Uh, Brother Joseph Pastor has a a head cold and sinus this morning, so we'll remember him. And also, please be in prayer for uh, Diane Swan as she's recovering from a fall that caused a, a bad hematoma. And she had one surgery on it and is due to have another one. So we remember her in her prayers. This is friends of my father-in-law uh, and the family. So let's just remember that. And also their daughter, uh, Debbie, uh, has found out that she has stage 4 cancer in her chest and her spine. And she's having a five-hour surgery at Vanderbilt tomorrow morning. So let's remember them in a special way in our prayers this morning. And also Sister Melissa. Uh, sister Angelina, sister, we want to remember her in our prayers today, too. A lot to pray about today. You have something on your heart and you want to be remembered this morning. Just make it known God sees what we have needed. Brother Ben, why don't you come today and lead us in prayer for these requests today, my brother. Good morning,
2: everybody. Let's bow our heads together. Father, we're so grateful, Lord, to be able to come into the presence of a living God. To know that you're the same yesterday, today, and forever gives us a confidence, Lord, to praise you and give you glory this morning. Knowing that before we even ask of it, it's already done and settled in heaven and the answer is already on the way. Lord, but you told us we have not because we ask not. So, Lord, we come before you today with these requests. Asking you, Lord Jesus, to start, Lord, with our pastor. We'll start from the head right on down to the feet as the expression would be and heal his body completely, Lord. Let him just keep progressing forward until the back and all the alignment and the things that are necessary for complete healing and deliverance. Let it come to Brother Joseph, even as we pray right now. Let the Holy Ghost take him another little higher, a little bit higher in his healing and bring healing to his body. Lord Jesus, we pray for Brother Jonathan, the meetings this weekend in Hagerstown. May the Holy Ghost continue to pour out on those saints there. Lord, for Brother Pister, may the Spirit of God heal his body and touch him this morning. For Sister Veronica, uh, Sister Debbie, Lord, and Father, for these different conditions, Lord. People uh, fall and they make accidents, Lord, and they don't mean to do it, Lord. They stumble along the way. But a great, strong hand can raise them back up again. We commit their lives and their health and their body. Lord, and for this lady, Father, eaten up with cancer. Lord Jesus, we know beyond a shadow of a doubt, you are a cancer healing God. May the Holy Ghost go right down to that surgeon, right into that hospital room. May you bring complete deliverance, Lord. And as it's pleasing to you, raise her up, Lord, as a testimony of the saving grace of Jesus Christ in the way of healing. Father, and we pray for every uplifted hand. May the Spirit of God see the need underneath each hand. May you, by your Holy Ghost, come, Lord, in a powerful way and minister to every need. And then, Lord, may you fall upon this service this morning. Lord, may you fall upon, Lord, the song leader, the musicians, upon each one of us to do our part in worship. Lord, upon the pastor, may you anoint this service in so much, Lord, that the angels of God will ascend and descend upon us. Bring all the great things that you are into this place, even now as we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen, and amen, and amen. The saints said, amen. Amen.
1: You ought to be able to worship the Lord now, didn't you? Amen. Amen. Let's sing this
0: together. Well, as I journey through the land, singing as I go, pointing souls to Calvary, to the crimson flow, many arrows pierce my soul from without, within. Oh, but my Lord leads me on, and through Him I must win. Yes, oh, I want to see Him just upon his face there to sing forever of his saving grace and on the streets of glory Lord let me live my boy here's all past home at last ever to rejoice and when in service for my Lord dark night. But I'll cling more close to him. He will give me light. Satan's snares may vex my soul. Turn my thoughts aside. Oh, billows rise from the mighty deep. Then the Lord, He directs my barn, and He does safely keep. And He leads me gently on through this world below. Oh,
1: Just look on his face. Amen. We were practicing this little song in the back. We haven't ever sung it as far as I know, but we'll try it this
0: morning. Just a chorus. In oh, I know the Lord will make a way, oh yes he will, help me sing it now, oh.
1: Not only will make a way, He has made a way, this morning if we just claim His promises and hold on to them today, Amen. Key of a.
0: Well, you have heard of little Moses in the bush. You have heard of fearless David and his sling. You have heard the story told of dreaming Joseph. And of Jonah and the well you all see. There are many, many others through the Bible. And I should like to meet them all, I do declare. By and by the Lord will surely let us meet them at that meeting hey. In that sweet, sweet by and by And I'm going to meet you Meet you over there In that home beyond the sky Now some singing you will hear Like never heard by mortal ear Will be glorious I do declare that meeting, for the mourners bench will have no place at all. There will never be a sermon preached to sinners, for the sinner had refused to heed the call. Oh, and there will be no mourning over wayward loved ones. There will be no lonely nights of pleading prayer. All of our burdens, all of our And our anguish will be lifted at that meeting in the air. Well, there is going to be a meeting in the air, in that sweet, sweet by and by. And I'm going to meet you, meet you over there in that hall.
1: Looking forward to that meeting in the air. Amen.
0: Well, I hear the sound of a mighty rushing wind. it's ever been. I can almost hear the trumpet as Gabriel sounds Yeah. I look around me. I see prophecies fulfilling and the signs of the times, their appearance. and almost hear the Father as He says, Son, go get my chair. and at the midnight cry oh when Jesus comes again amen
1: think about it we're going to meet him in the air
0: praise the Lord and lately all I've got as leaving on my
1: and you just look around and see this world and its condition oh all we ought to have on our mind is leaving and getting out of here we'll let you have your seats this morning as we have our brothers to come and receive the morning offering you just give and the lord i know he'll bless you don't forget the meetings coming up this week uh thursday friday saturday and sunday in columbia south carolina we're looking for a good time in the lord there and if you, if you can go i'll tell you you'll be blessed and, also, we got our uh, anniversary meetings coming up in August too, so we remember those with Brother Tim Pruitt with us, and we're looking forward to it. And you know, it being the end of the month, I'm a little bit nervous because Brother Ben said I'll, I'll I'll be there most of the month in July, so it's almost over. So we want to use him again this morning, Brother Ben. I'm sorry to keep giving you double duty, but if you'll just come and sing for us again this morning, we'd appreciate it. How many love Brother Ben this morning?
0: <laughs> Let's hear you some
3: When I look, oh, what do I see? There's nothing but a bunch of misery. I'm as happy as I can be with Jesus in my heart. And way down,
2: way down in this heart
3: of mine, and way down,
0: way down, there's there's
3: peace of of mind. mind. And way down, way down, there's there's floods of of joy bubbling
0: bubbling in
3: in my soul. And when the devil comes around to turn your smile upside down, well, you can raise your hands and you can say you're happy and Lord, anyway. And way down, way
0: down in this heart of
3: mine, and way down, way
0: down,
3: there's peace of mind, and way down, way down there's floods of joy
0: above a land in my
3: soul. soul. And you may wonder why I sing and I shout. Why get happy and I dance all about? I've got a joy I cannot explain with Jesus in my heart. And way down way down in the heart of mine, way down there's peace of mind. Way down there's words the of joy bubbling in my soul. And way down down in this heart of mine, way down there's peace of mind, and way down there's floods of joy.
2: A a bubbling in
0: in my my soul, soul. yes, there. A a bubbling in my soul, oh yes, there. Bubbling in my soul. soul.
3: It is it bubbling
2: for
3: this morning when the devil he comes around to turn my smile upside down I just raise my hands and say I'm happy in the Lord anyway. Way down, way down in, in this heart, heart
0: of mine. way down, way down, oh, there's peace of mind. way down, town, there's floods of joy above a and in my soul. Way down, way down, way down in this in heart, heart of mine. mine. way
3: down,
0: way down, oh, there's peace of
3: mind. Way, way, way down, down there's, there's floods of joy. Oh, bubbling in my
0: soul oh yes there. are bubbling in my soul i said they're bubbling
1: There's something way down bubbling in your soul this morning. Amen. Let's stand together if you will as we invite our pastor. Thank you. Jesus, to to the, the what the Lord has for us. Aren't you looking forward to it? Amen. Amen. Did you come with your cup turned upright and ready to be running over this morning? Amen. Let's sing this to Kid G. I'm sorry. Thank you,
0: God, G. G. K. K. Behold. Jehovah seated on his throne, Abba Father, the well that over. washed us white, the God who was and he is and shall
4: Good morning. What a pleasure to be in the house of the Lord to worship Jesus Christ. The Bible said that where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is a liberty. And I, I want to thank God for the opportunity to serve Him in a day that has been prophesied. We read 2 Timothy chapter 3, and you begin to see the change of dispensations and time. And you wonder what day we live in. We are in the midst of the fulfillment of Scriptures, knowing that God still has a bride in this age. And I was sharing with uh, Sister Deanna, you know, it's time begin to progress. And you imagine a decade from now, if the rapture is the raptures to prolong, what the church will be like. What people's lives will be like. You try to fathom that and you see the way the tide of the world is sweeping. Not only into the churches but into the core of families. And it just makes you sober to know God just keep me. Keep me under the peace of God. How many feels that way this morning? You want the peace of God to just cover you. Cover you. I told uh, Deanna while we were communicating here just midweek, we were t- just talking about the change of ministry, the change of times, the change of things, the, uh, the temperature of the church, the mindset of, of, of uh, families. And as a pastor for close to three decades, we have we've seen such a change. Brother Ben, you have. You see such a change as you minister to the church. As you see people's life, you, you begin to see changes. But you know what I'm looking for is a better change that transform us into the image of Jesus Christ. Not to be conformed to this world, but to be transformed by God. I want to change for the better. I want to be a better person in Christ. I want my life to to be constantly progressing into the image of Jesus Christ as I live every day. I want to have that testimony, God. I, I, I I want the old me to just die out. I want Christ to just take complete, full preeminence in my life. In a world that cries peace, the Bible said there'll be no peace. The only peace that will be found is in Jesus Christ and in His Word. Would you sing this with me as the brethren come this morning? This is the tithes of first fruits you give to the Lord, and He will bless you for doing so. Peace of God, cover me.
0: Cover me. Cover me, oh, peace of God. Cover me through the storm, through the storm. Cover. Peace, let the peace that passes all I understand. understand. Cover me, Lord. Cover me. Thank you, Jesus. Cover me.
4: Hallelujah. You feel that way this morning. Cover me, Lord Jesus. We certainly appreciate the. Um, Music this morning, the musicians, our worship leader. Thank God for each and every one of them contributing their gift to the body of Christ. You understand, it takes a community, and it can't just be a pastor by himself. There has to be ministers in the church, evangelists, flames of fires, uh, deacons, there has to be trustees, there have to be people working in the media all around us. Uh, to support the body of Christ. We're, we're not singly journeying uh, in an independent ministry, but we're depending on each and every one of you uh, to pull the load. Is that right? Amen. You understand that you're just as important as I am this morning. We cannot have church unless we have you, the body of Christ, to come together. Unless we come together, then we will not be assembling ourselves as we see the hour is approaching. We want to continue to remember Sister Debbie in our prayer. Thank God she's here. God bless you. Welcome back. Amen. We appreciate Sister Debbie so much. I got to, I got to, and, and I hope you take this, this right, but Sister Deanna and I is going to have to have another date with Sister Debbie. She's got a lot of information. I love our fellowship. There's, you know, when you you see these old veterans. I tell you what, they can tell you some things. You know, I might know a few things then about, you know, Sister Samantha and Brother Ben. Who knows? Amen. But she she knows a lot of things, and God bless you, Sister Debbie. We appreciate you. We so enjoy our fellowship. We'll set up a time again. We can have dinner and enjoy the fellowship of the Lord. I appreciate the, the Sister, you know, the Bible says. Uh, to honor those amongst you, the elderly, those that are here. We see precious saints here uh, that, that, are, that are mothers of the church, uh, those that have experienced life, who can help the younger ones. That's scripture, teach them in the ways of the Lord. So we appreciate them. Also, Sister Veronica sends our greetings to the church. God bless you, Sister Veronica. We love you. We know that God is able to raise you up out of that bed. And Jesus said by, by his stripes that we are healed. We're believing you'll be coming home in a few days by God's grace. And all the infections will dry up. And we know that God is able to do that. Uh, so we thank God for that. I want to greet also Brother Claude and Sister Eugenia, who are in uh, Texas temporarily for a short time uh, on the account of uh, attending some, to a few family parties. Uh, uh, needs there, uh, uh, his brother is needing some help, so they will not be with us for a sh- for a, for a little bit. But they're they're viewing the service. They're here with us. They'll be back shortly by the grace of God. So let's also remember them. Also, I want to ask you to remember the Cole family in prayer. Brother James Cole's father, Jericho, passed away on yesterday, and we send our our deepest condolences, sympathy to the family. And we just ask you to please remember uh, the family in prayer uh, this week as uh, they make arrangements. Uh, God is good, isn't he? Amen. God is good all the time, and we're grateful uh, for his love to us. In the book of First, uh Chronicles chapter 28, this setting is David is in a solemn assembly, and he's giving counsel now to Israel and to Solomon to set up the uh, Davanic kingdom, he set up the church, the tabernacle, uh, the place of worship, and he's, he's giving instructions to, to Israel and to his son who would succeed him. But I want you to notice, the reason I've chosen this passage, I want you to notice that there's a principle that is involved here. Uh, While David is giving instructions, he's also giving a message abroad to the church. that, uh, That things must be established. They must be consistent. They must be stability. They must be steadfastness. And this actually starts with your spiritual life. If you're going to ever succeed as someone that is stable and successful in your marriage, your family, and in life as a whole, it starts first with your spiritual infrastructure. And David is setting up now the divanic kingdom uh, here, the church and he's given instructions to them now in verses 6 and he said unto me Solomon thy son he shall build my house and my courts for i have chosen him to be my son and i will be his father moreover i will establish his kingdom forever i want you to i want you to notice That word established. It starts with something being established. For anything to be established, there has to be some form of stability. And David is telling them, moreover, I will establish His kingdom forever. If he will be constant to do my commandments and my judgments as at this day. You see what he's saying is, uh, you and I today, if we are going to be established people, if we are going to be strong Christians, if we are going to be Christians that have a voice in this age, we need to establish our spiritual relationship. He's saying here that David, uh, uh, Solomon, his son, he will establish his uh, divanic kingdom, but he must be constant. You have to be consistent. God requires uh, stability in our lives. God requires people to be steadfast in their walk with him. Let's go now to uh, Ephesians 3, or 4 and and 14. I'm just going to tell you what God told me to tell you. The Holy Spirit woke me up. I can't seem to get the creation message going, but God woke me up and told me to tell you and to preach to you on stability. And I'm going to tell you why in just a moment. Ephesians 4 and 14. This is very striking because uh, this is the setting of Scripture of uh, the Holy Spirit. Uh, the sending to uh, give gifts into the church and ministry to bring the church up to perfection. And this is very striking because this passage of Scripture is parallel to our First Chronicles, as as we read, it's it's clearly pointing to us that we have to before we can have any kind of stability in our lives, spiritual stability is first and foremost. And notice after the Spirit ascends now he's, God is sending gifts into the church. Uh, prophets, uh, pastors, evangelists, teachers into the church for the perfecting of the church. And the reason that God is starting here is because He's establishing His people and He knows that there will come a time when uh, we will be faced with the epidemic of instability in family, in our personal life, and in our spiritual life. So he puts the gifts into their place, and then he comes down to verses 14, and he says that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro, carry about, With every wind of doctrine, by the sag of man, and cunning craftiness, whereby they lie in wait to deceive. What a passage. What a passage. Can you see a pattern here? You see what God is saying here? That he will bring stability to you and your family through the church through the spiritual facet that he has opened up. Church is where it starts. Spiritual instructions and directives comes to our lives from church. He started in the Old Testament with David setting up the the future kingdom. And then he comes now into the New Testament and he's setting up the church because then he warns us that as we see things are happening, there'll come a time of instability. There'll come a time where things are going to be just a disarray in the life of nation, in the life of the church, and in the life of family. And he's saying to us this morning that I will have a church that will remain stable, steadfast, and firm in the Word of God. you believe it? In an age when there is so much instability and uncertainty in the world and religion, I believe that God is raising up a people in this age that will stand firm upon God's word. You believe it? Do you want to be one of those that is stable and steadfast in the Lord? Come what may, I'm going to stand firm on God's word. When the winds are blowing to and fro, I will be established in present day truth. Is that right? God bless you if you feel that way. Amen. You've got a need before the Lord. Would you slip your hands up and let's pray together? Lord Jesus, as we come before you uh, this morning, Lord, just. Thank you for your amazing grace to this congregation and body of people to whom you have made me the pastor of this church. I thank you, Lord, for each one that comes here, but realize that we are living in a in a day of uncertainty, and the world has just become so religious. Until people cannot no longer see themselves. Religion has been the biggest blindfold to anyone coming to the reality of who they are. And what they should be and how they should change. But Lord I believe on the flip side there is a church that is rising up in this age. That the revelation of God is opening up their eyes and their understanding to truths. And we refuse, Lord, to just be uh, just one of the statistics of religion in this age. We are going to rise above all of this and be a true worthy bride for the Lord Jesus Christ. We pray that you have your way in this meeting this morning. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And the church says, Amen. God bless you. And uh, you may be seated. And I do want you to know the text I sent you yesterday is not even relative to what God had already given me as I prepare this message. Stability. Everybody say stability. Stability is a great virtue. Stability is a great thing. I love stable people. I love stability. I love consistency. I love to see someone who is steady. They may not be gaining a lot of grounds, but they're steady. Someone who is established. Someone who is uh, stable. In the message, uh, an absolute 1963, uh, uh, December the 1st in the morning service, Brother Ben made a statement. He said, uh, the Christian life uh, should be a stable life. Is that right? The Christian life should be a stable life. Of all people of different walks and religions and ethics and customs and religions, the Christian life should be a stable life. Jesus came to establish us and for us to be steadfast people today. Now, stability is the quality, state, or degree of being stable, such as the strength to stand or to endure firmness. I respect those that are steady. I respect those that are stable. I have no criticism for anyone who is trying with all that they have to better themselves uh, both spiritually and physically. To change their mindset to keep their body and their mental health in place. I support any who desires to be stable. Now stability And consistency are tremendously, tremendously important for believers living in Laosia. I believe that this age has promoted more instability than any other age that has went by. Simply because it is an age of people's rights. It is an age of opportunities. It is an age that gives us uh, power to uh, be ourselves. But we have to understand that who we are today, we are governed by the great Holy Spirit. So we're seeing an age that uh, supports this. We live in a world uh, plagued by instability. And we're seeing a massive epidemic of uh, of instability sweeping into the doors of our churches. Friends, I'll say this. Whatever you are, be all you are in Christ. If you love God, love Him with all your heart. If God has called you to be a a, a child of God in whatever capacity that God has called you to serve Him, be steady, steadfast, and stable in your callings. I believe that God desires this from all of us. You may come here this morning and say, you know, I'm, I'm just little old me. I don't have a lot to contribute to the service. Maybe just my worship, my hand claps. Maybe uh, some of my talents. But I want you to understand that little is much when God is in it. God wants us to be the best that we are in whatever capacity that he has blessed us in this morning. I believe as believers we must. Uh, Guard against uh, this attitude uh, of instability. Unstableness. This goes for family life uh, and uh, church life. It is God's will, I believe, for believers to maintain uh, stable and constant uh, in their walk with Him uh, and welfare of their family. It is up to us... uh, As people and to our young people to walk in stability in this age, we are not to waver. We are to be firm in our faith in Almighty God. We are to be stable and established in what God has called us. And the world has their own agenda, they have their own programs. They have a different ambition and goal than we have as Christians. We work in the same world. We eat the same food, but we are of a different kingdom this morning. Our kingdom is not from below, but our kingdom is from above. I believe that God desires that even uh, as this world changes and the system of man falls, we are to remain stable through faith in Jesus Christ. It's alarming the number of Christians that seem to lack spiritual everyday stability. It's, it's alarming when, when you look at the religious world. It's alarming to see this area I, of which I speak lacking or missing in people's life. If you want to be anything, you need to be stable. You need to be established. You need to stay firm and steadfast in your calling in Jesus Christ. Many, the Bible says, are tossed to and fro. The lives of many believers are fraught with ups and downs. We see it every day, ins and outs and ups and downs, and they are tossed here, there by the various trials and difficulties. And the symptom of instability is a lack of revelation and spiritual transformation uh, in Jesus Christ. I believe we are to testify, if you're going to stand, you need to be determined that you will stand alone. If you've made up your mind to serve Christ, young people, young and old, you have to understand that God sometimes calls you to walk alone. You may not always be supported by a group of friends. And God does not depend upon our our our, our 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 relationship with him. It does not hinge upon a company of people, but singly between us and him. When we make the rapture, it will be collectively. But your walk is an individual walk with God. God does not require you to give accountability with someone else but your own souls. You understand that, Hallelujah. And we notice because of this, believers then uh, model the way and life of the world. We see how that there's somehow a lack of change. A lack of change. There's got to be changes in our lives from Wednesday night to tonight. A change. Lord, the pastor challenged us. We're not going to keep the wrong company. Sisters, we're not going to cut our hair anymore. Young men are not going to go out into the world no longer. They're not going to surround themselves with the wrong kind of influence. From Wednesday to today, there ought to be a change in your life. Because spiritual stability and establishment starts in the house of God. You follow? I've given you the example Uh, this morning in the scripture. You see unstable, wishy-washy, inconsistent, double-minded, and unreliable. We see the spirit in this age. People can't even keep a job down. They can't even stay uh, married long enough to work out the kinks in their marriage. The and uh, the world of uh, has offered them a way out. People don't know anything about enduring and trying and staying steady and working things out. Are you with me this morning? I'm just going to speak to you because I don't want you to be a victim of these things this morning. But we see the Spirit that is flooding into the church world. I believe as the bride of Christ, we should have spiritual stability. You believe that? We should have spiritual stability. If there's anybody in the earth that should have stability, that's the bride of Christ. We should be stable in Christ. Stable in our mind. Even in the midst of perils, we are stable in Almighty God. doesn't mean that we're not going to have questions and maybe be discouraged at times, but we have settled in our spirit and our mind. You know what? By God's grace, I'm not quitting. I'm not giving up. I'm not turning back. I'm not looking back. I'm not looking for a way out. I've established that I will press on Until the race is finished. You believe it? I believe that as the wife of Jesus Christ, we should be showing stability in our walk with God. That's right, because I'll tell you, and I'm going to warn you, times aren't going to get any better. Or things aren't going to become easier. As a matter of fact, the heat is going to be turned up greater. And times are going to get harder. Harder. And families are going to be under greater attacks. And church life is going to be pressured. And ministry work is going to get harder. But I have resolute as God's servant to stay stable in the house of God. There's no time to quit. There's no time to run. This is when we put our f- face to, uh, to, uh, to the battle not our backs, but our face. This is when we face life and understand that life was not meant to be a, a, a bed of roses. It was not meant to be easy when you become a Christian. But you are the one that God is depending on in the face that will stand the test through your stability. But have you not seen it? Have you not witnessed it? Friends, that I preach to no one particularly or no group particularly, I speak at whole as the body of Christ. And as a church of a living God and a minister of one of His church, I see a broad problem that we have. I see a steady problem in, uh, in the church. I see this steady, this steady problem in families, in ministry work. It boils down to what I'm talking about here, stability. Say it with me again, stability. Let me give you a quote Brother Branham said in the invasion of the United States. You see, Ahab himself was kind of a borderline believer. I've often referred to him uh, that way because he was part of the time on this side of the fence and part of the time on that side of the fence. You never know where you stand. A man that's unstable like that, or a person that professed to be a Christian and that unstable, you don't know what to do about that person. Listen, believers get off of the fence. Don't be mediocre in anything in your life. Don't have a marriage that's mediocre. Don't have a family that is mediocre. Don't have a relationship that is mediocre. Don't have a a spiritual life that is mediocre. Choose which side of the fence you want to be on. Are you with me now? If you want to see success, you must choose. I love Brother Branham the way he said that. He said, "Part of the time on this side of the fence, and then uh, the other time, the other side of the fence. You never know where to stand. That man is unstable." Listen, friends, it all starts with your spiritual life, and your spiritual life is, is, is like it's like the it's like the spine in your body, and through it is wire all the central nerves that goes to the brain. And if that is not in alignment, it shows everything else out. And you've got to make sure that your spiritual life is connected to Jesus Christ. And that he's controlling every aspect of your lives. You're standing with me. I believe it's time that we get off the fence. Amen. We begin to establish ourselves. I, I have determined to be steady and to be establishing my life. Young people, start right now. Don't wait until you get married. Stay stable with God. Stand stable in the Holy Ghost. Be everything that God wants you to be. And stay stable. Getting married don't change who you are. It just tests you of who you really are. Determined to be stable. Determined to establish yourself in the Lord. Some people think the marriage is, is, is the answer to everything. On the contrary, it is the testing ground for life. It has a way of testing you. It has a way of bringing out of you what's inside of you. Marriage is wonderful, and marriage is beautiful, but it's also an area of testing in our lives. And young people right now, you ought to be seeking God to establish you. These years you're not married are not wasted years. There's years to help you to get equipped to be a husband or a wife someday in your, in your relationship. I believe that God wants us, wants you, the people of God, to understand how important stability is. We wouldn't even have a church today if we did not have stability in the last past uh, uh, three decades. Because the storms uh, struck this ministry. And as every ministry is tested, so is your life is tested. Every man's work, the Bible says, will be tried with fire. And the fire will blaze it. But you've got to be stable. You've got to establish yourself in truth. Look, I, I know I'm not one here to throw off on anybody. But I'll tell you stability that has kept me going 30 years. Many who started off as young pastor, uh, as myself today, are not standing. Because they lack stability. When the fire came, they run When the fire came, they did not stand. But I'll tell you what keeps the church is stability. What you need is stability in your life. Not a new job, a new marriage, and new vision. Stability is what you need. Are you with me now? Hallelujah. God wants to establish us. Do you see what God is doing in this church? He's given us directives so that we can better serve him to be established in the Holy Spirit. If there's ever one thing that God hates, is a double-minded person. It's a person that is unstable. This is why James would tell us in, in James 1 and 8 that a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. Don't ever have dealings, amen, with double-minded people. Amen. They'll mess you up. They'll goof you up. They'll jack you up. Be steady. Be established. Stay firm on what God has called you to do. And God is calling you to be a Christian, be the best Christian there is. I don't care what your friends are doing, your associates are doing, what everybody else is doing. You do what God has told you to do. Listen, I can preach this way this morning because I know when the fire comes. Hallelujah. It's going to try you. It's going to test you. Some of you, your marriage are going to go through trials. He said, Brother Joseph, you being negative. No, I'm being positive. I'm telling you and I'm warning you to be established. And Satan is going to try your marriage. Satan is going to try your families. He's going to test your faiths. He's going to tempt you with things you never thought you'd be tempted with. Are you following me this morning? You better be prepared. You better be prepared. When sudden destruction comes and sudden trials come, you better be planted and have your feet on the solid rock, Jesus Christ. But James says a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. Praise God. Help us, Lord, to be stable people. Help us to be consistent people in Christ. Be stable, consistency, and faithful. This is what God wants to see from His church. It's not how much revelation you have. It's not how much quotes you have. It's not who you know. It's not how popular they are. God's not looking for popularity. He's looking for consistency. God is waiting and He's looking and searching for a bride in this last age that is steady with what they're doing for Christ. You believe it. It does not exclude you from trials or discouragements. It does not exclude you from the testings of life, but it says this one thing that you will stand for. And by God's grace that you will come out victorious. You believe it. I believe that God wants to see a stability in your walk with him before he can promote some of you. God, I want promotion. I want to be promoted. I, I want to be blessed. I want to be, I want, God wants you to be faithful right where you're at and steadfast before he promotes you. If you're faithful in little things, God will bless you in great things. If you'll stay steady in your relationship with him, God will stay steady with you. Are you following me? Steadfastness should be the state and quality of the bride of Christ. If there's ever people that should be stable, it's us. Look, I talk to people in the store, and I talk to people out in, in a public place, and, and it's so sad to see the, the, the instability and in the lives of people. People who have been cast out. People don't even know who their mom or dad is. People who have been abused on drugs, have been prostituted, and all these different kind of lifestyle and just such instability out in the world. If you trace back 99% of the time of someone who actually has been in prison or found herself in a terrible dilemma, you will see 99% of the time it has to do with the inspiration Stability in their upbringing. Murderers, rapists, all these people that you see out there in the world didn't become where they are today simply overnight. If you trace back their life, you will see there was some form of instability from their childhood. Their dad abused them. Their mom abandoned them. They started out, get turned out on the streets. They didn't want to drug, but they start drugging because they got with the wrong company. They got addicted to drugs, and they couldn't afford it, so they rob a store. And it goes on, and the crime begins to elevate in their life, and it comes right back down and trickle to this situation. I'm talking about stability. How about the spiritual aspect of that? When you see people that can't stay in church, can't stay stable, can't stay under a pastor, can't stay under headship, it's because somewhere in their lives there's been instability. Their mother, their grandfather skipped church, got mad at the preacher, got upset at what's been preached, and it's trickled down to the next generation. And what we have today is instability in God's church. I'm just talking to you. I'm not saying you're guilty. You can you aim in the Word. I'm showing you through the Word of God how God wants uh, us to be established in Him. Do you believe it? God wants us to be established steadfast. To be steadfast is to be fixed and solid, stable and not shifting. Paul would tell us in Colossians 1 and 23, listen, I'm not responsible about what's been preached and who's preaching what. And I support all my pastor and my minister's friend, and I give them the biggest amen to what they're preaching in their church, but I can only give you what God gives me to give you and to establish you in present truth and to keep you stable in trying times. Because I'm warning you in the name of the Lord, things are going to get worse. And you better be anchored in Christ. And I hope you take the grace of God to listen to your pastor and say, God, establish me, stabilize me. Listen to what Paul was saying, Colossians 1 and 23. If you continue in faith, grounded and settled, and be not moved away from the hope of the gospel. What a powerful message! That Paul was preaching to uh, the uh, Colossian church. There must have been a sense of instability in the church then. And Paul was preaching to the elect and he said, be grounded and stable. see, what you don't know is back in that time in the change of dispensations, as Paul now was bringing the, the church as a messenger, a Gentile messenger, changing from Christ from the law to grace, he's now establishing the church to be stable because it was a troublesome time. They were turning the corner, and the church was to be established and Paul was telling the Colossian church to uh, be continue in your faith, grounded and settled. In other words, don't worry about the Pharisees and the un- unsettled people around you who are still debated to, debating, go back to Moses' law of rituals and, and laws. But I'm giving you the truth that will establish you. To be immovable, but also abounding. And not just defensive, holding fast against the tides, but also active, advancing on the offensive. Christ wants us to be active, moving forward on the offensive. He later on goes on into uh, First uh, Corinthians, uh, speaking now to the Colossians. He moved to uh, the Corinthian church, and he says, uh, and if there was ever a church, uh, that was a mess. It was the Corinthian church. Reminds me of the message churches today. They know everything. You can't tell them anything. They want to tell you what Moses said, and they will not receive the word what God is bringing to them. And he had a word for them. He says, uh, wherefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. What words of affirmation? Oh, brother, ben, what words of courage? He came to them. In other words, settle down. Ground yourself. Quit toying in your minds. Quit debating with yourself. Quit fighting with your own mind. So, Lord, I give it all to you. Way for, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, unmovable. Hallelujah. Praise God. I hear bread brand so often times when he's preaching. He talks about Stonewall Jackson. And he said, I love Stonewall Jackson. Hallelujah. Amen. Because he was a stone. He was unmovable. Amen. He, he battles. Amen. And he fought. Amen. And he gave God thanks for everything, even a cup of water. Amen. But he stood. This is why they nickname him Stonewall. God's got a Stonewall church in this last age. Stonewall people and young people. You believe it? I pray this morning at uh, 2.44 a.m. God, give me hungry people today. Give me hungry people. People who are hungry for the presence of God. People who are hungry to hear truths. People who are hungry to hear what you have to say. There's no need for you to come here. Amen. And not be hungry. If you're not hungry, you're not going to feed on what I'm telling you. Amen. If your belly is full with doubts and fears and, and every religiosity around you, you'll never receive the word of God. So I crowd out in faith. Give me hungry people, Lord. Hallelujah. That's what I want to preach to a hungry congregation. Continue steadfastly in your testimony as the bride of Christ in works and spiritual growth. How many you like to see spiritual growth? We don't talk about that in a message. All we talk about is the rapture and the seals and the mystery and, 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 and every other thing. And, and we know all of the, the, everything ethereally, but are we talking about growth in our lives? Are you seeing spiritual growth in your lives, young people? Are you seeing spiritual growth? You should be looking back and taking inventory, Lord. I want to see spiritual growth. I want to see spiritual growth in my life. Don't live a life. Constantly uprooted. You will never become anything or achieve anything in life. Paul goes on. He he slips back into the Colossian church, chapter 2 and verse 6. And he will tell us that if he have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him rooted and build up. In him and established in the faith as he had been thought, abounding therein with thanksgiving. God wants you rooted, built up, and established. Are you with me now? Hallelujah! This is to the Bride of Christ. God wants people rooted. Deep roots are in the in the faith. Deep roots are in their spiritual growth. For them to grow, their roots have got to stay deep. You'll never see a tree growing and being productive when its roots are just surface. That tree will never stand the test of the wind. But a tree that is deeply rooted, it doesn't matter how many winds of doctrines or, or life trials would blow against it, it's rooted. So Paul said, be rooted and build up, establish, abounding. This speaks of both spiritual and natural matters. Be rooted, build up, establish, and abounding. Stay where God has placed you. Stay Established. Find a pastor that is rooted, that is settled, that is established, that is about I'm not speaking about myself. I'm talking about you as a challenge. For you to grow, you've got to be under stability. I have to tell you the truth, friends. Many families have suffered a loss because of the spirit of instability, unstableness. A family should never be unstable in church. This results to spiritual casualties in a family. And oftentimes uh, uh, it is our family who suffers the faith. When parents become disgruntled in any church, start picking the pastor, talking bad about him, and leave the church, 99% of the time, they will lose their children to the world. Look, I'm going to tell you the truth today. we got a generation of young people who are going to church, who are trying to get back in church because their parents have long quit church because they have a religious spirit upon their life. They can't take preaching. They can't take correction. They can't take headship. As a result of that, the children take to the world. But praise God, there's a spiritual comeback for the youth in our message who are coming back to Christ. You know, parents wager their children's soul when they're unstable. They wager their children's soul. You understand how stability is important for you. No, you may not always agree with me. You may not always agree with Brother Ben. You may not always agree with Brother Jonathan or Brother Roger or any other ministers that I bring into this church. But I want you to understand you are in a stable environment. You are in a stable environment. You may not, it may not be all cherry, spit out the seed, but stay planted, rooted, established in the faith. Praise God. They're not a preacher or a pastor that you're not going to have disagreement with. I'll tell you, they're going to say something that is going to rub you the wrong way, or maybe you don't quite understand. I stand before you uh, twice a week or an hour, uh, each service, uh, surely I'm going to say something that maybe you don't quite understand uh, or don't perceive what I'm saying. But I'm telling you, be stable and established. The epidemic, the epidemic of unstable parents, are being the curse of our young people. In the message, to leave one church and to go to another, jump from church to church to the next, and we come, we come, and we let our children know, "Come on, it's time to go church shopping." This, friends, it's fine with me. I can handle. I can handle. I'm a mature man. I don't have all the answer, but I'm a mature man. And I will not withhold anything from any of you that you fear that another pastor can help you and advance you further into the kingdom of God. All I ask of you to do is to do things in the right way. Amen. Amen. Just do it in the right way. I don't say I'm the only pebble on the beach. I don't say I'm the only pastor that's preaching truth. But you need a revelation where you establish because there are going to be trials in your church. There's going to be trials in every church. There are going to be fights and splits and quarrels. Did it not start from the beginning in God's original church? Two brothers at each other's throat. Stay established. And God will bless you. We're teaching our children, or generation, next, instability. It will affect every person, young and old. And we're training our children to be godless and shape their future with spiritual disillusionment. Listen, what's striking the church now is spiritual disillusionment. I've never seen so many delusional people as I see in this age. Spiritually disillusioned. But praise God, the Bible said, the elect will not be deceived. Praise God, the elect will not be deceived. You need to pray and ask God for discernment in your life. You need to pray and ask God to give you spiritual discernment. Hallelujah. That you can see deception and be free from the threat of it. The risk is high when you have little stability. Stay stable and your children will be stable. Stay stable and your children will be stable. No, I'm not the most good-looking pastor. I may not be the most well-dressed pastor. I may not be the most uh, 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 revelated pastor. I don't ever claim to give myself any kind of a status. But I will tell you this. I will offer you stability in Christ. You can look at my life and see stability. Stability. You can see that when God speaks, that I do what God tells me to do. And that comes for something in this age. It's so easy for a spirit to move in and cause instability. It's so easy for a wrong spirit to to strike a person and they don't realize it. And Satan is so innocent and he strikes us with the wrong spirits. And before long, he begins to promote disillusionment in our mind. Oh, I don't know about this message. I don't, know about, I don't even know about the church. I don't even know about what's been preached. You know what? I, I'm above that. I'm bigger than that. I'm greater than that. And Satan begins to pregnate your mind with spiritual disillusionment. You start feeding on that, you don't even want to get up and come to church. Never mind church, you want to quit being a husband or quit being a wife or quit being a father or quit being a grandparents. You even want to quit working. You trick us out you understand it's easy to allow a spirit to move in and bring us to this place of instability Listen, this message this morning is not directed or targeted at any. I have no targets before me except the enemy. And this message is brought because God is trying to uh, get the people of this church and those involved in our ministry to stay focused on Christ. Listen, throw out your church politics for a little bit of listen to what God is saying. Church politics is not going to get you ready. Who's popular? Who's the best preacher? What's going on in town? Stay with Christ. Listen, hanging around the wrong crowd will lead to the spirit of instability. You understand that? You understand that if Satan was going to deceive you and promote uh, disillusionment to your mind, he's not going to use the whore. He's not going to use the drug addict. He's not going to use the guy out there that's in prison. You know who he's going to use? That's right. People of similitude. Somebody maybe that isn't where they need to be in, with Christ. It doesn't say they're not Christians. But they're not where they need to be with Christ. And if you're taking counseling and directions and leadership from such people, the blind is leading the blind and boats will fall into the ditch. But there's hope. Influence of another 1960. You take a family of people that start going to church, and God will heal that little family. He blessed them. Give them the Holy Spirit in their life. The little children will pray around the table. They'll pray before they go to bed. Mother and Father will join hands and pray. As long as they continue like that, they'll stay a family. Listen, I'm talking to you. You've heard this many times. Just act like it's the first time that you're hearing it. But you let them, the first thing you know, they didn't have nothing. Some old junk car maybe riding around in it and maybe working. Finally, they get to a good car, a better home. The first thing you know, they want to get to what they, the, the world calls the better class to associate with. They move into a, a different neighborhood, and then there they find out they became influenced by the wrong influence. This, I didn't make this up. There's no way I can make this up. I'm telling you what a prophet has seen in this age. He's given us a scenario that is very real. There's no myth about it. There's no guessing about it. God is speaking directly to His church. You say you must always stay where the kingdom of God is, where the glory of God is pouring out. Stay where you can be spiritually fed day and night. Then the first thing you know, separation comes in a home and worldliness and they get lifted up. Uzziah did that. He got lifted up so much in what? Say it with me. Pride. I pray these things every day in my life and I'm not perfect. God, please give me perfect faith, rapturing faith, perfect love, and humility in my life. I ask God for those things every day in my life. Give me perfect faith, rapturing faith, a perfect love and humility in my life. Because if I ever are going to mount to anything and be a blessing to God's people, I need those key elements in my life. Stay where you can be spiritually fed and remain faithful to God. Stay faithful to God. And watch our God will bless you. Hallelujah. You believe it? This example is shown in Ruth, uh, who types the bride of Christ. Look at Ruth, uh, 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 chapter 2 and verses 8. Uh, then said Boaz unto Ruth, this is the bride now. Harest thou, my daughter, go not to glean in another field, neither go from hence, but abide here fast by my maiden. You need to find an abiding place, friends. Settle in your mind an abiding place. Your husbands and wives that's having spats and always talking about divorce, you need to settle it. You'll never talk about that again. Put it in your mind. The D word will never come out of my mouth. I'm going to be established in my faith. I'm going to stay settled in my faith. As the scripture said, go not to glean in another field, neither go from hence, but abide here fast. You need some abiding place. You need to settle in yourself. I'm tired of living in confusion. I'm tired of living in, in, in a mass of uh, set condition, constantly warring with myself. Today, I'm going to settle this. I love that. He said, abide, but abide here fast. Praise God. Well, what if root. What if what if Ruth had not heed Boaz's uh, uh, directives? What if she? What if? Uh, what if she did not uh, uh, heed Naomi's uh, uh, directives? Go and lay by the feet of Boaz. You see how everything will be then antiquated and out of the program of God. Because this stems from the birth of our Christ through that lineage. What God is saying, things has to be stable and established and steadfast in our lives. It will lead us It will lead us to salvation. Listen to said in 96-3, uh, the voice of God in the last day." He said in the Pentecostals, "That's us. He said, I have different groups. One will run to one and one to the other, then back and forth. It shows you're unstable. Hear his voice. We don't need to be running back and forth, friends. We need to be stable. We need to be serving God. Amen. Stay stable in Christ Jesus. Be stable in your marriage. Be stable in your walk. Be stable on your job. Be stable in your giving. Be stable in your prayer. Be stable in your singing. Be stable in your church attendance. Be stable. Believe it. Stability is a great virtue because it produces steadfastness. And steadfastness uh, is not convenience or comfort. Instead, it is rugged and stable in the face of adversity. Listen to this. Steadfastness isn't a virtue that shines in comfort, but in conflicts, afflictions, and uncertainty. You need stability in your life. Hallelujah. You look at somebody's life that has been tried. If there's no stability and steadfastness, they will buckle under the trial of conflicts, afflictions, and uncertainty. They will be completely, amen, surrender to that. Trials will come. Don't be blown over. Amen. Be unbending and undefurged. Remain faithful. Stability, steadfastness holding fast in a critical, is a critical facet of Christian maturity. That's part of your maturity. How many of you wants to mature in the bride? Come on, church. You want to mature in Christ. That's part of spiritual maturity is steadfastness. It's stability. Lord, I'm gonna be like a rock. Hallelujah. I'm gonna be like the oak tree planted by the rivers uh, of living water. We do not become complete or ungodly without stability. We need stability to become complete and godly. Young and old, your ship of life will experience strong storms, but only the anchor of stability will keep it in place. Storms will rage. Hardships will beat against your vessels. However, the virtue of stability repurposes such waves, big and small trials, conflicts, difficulties, and pressures that will move the ship. Stability repurposes all these things in our lives. And we can see all those things with purpose now. And say, go, God, slay me, yet I will trust him, for I shall come forth. Are you receiving this? You can receive it and live, or you can reject it and go down the same path you're going. It's totally up to you. I'm not mad at you. I'm just telling you what God told me to tell you, to be stable. Your steadfastness uh, will anchor you. You believe it. It will, when the pressures hit against your ship and everything come against you, the virtue of stability will repurpose everything. But your steadfast anchor will hold the vessel firmly in place. Your vessel needs stability in your life. You see, Satan cannot chase away our everlasting covenant with God when we have steadfastness with God. Satan can chase your everlasting covenant away Satan cannot diminish your everlasting covenant When you have stability in your life God has said he will have a bride in perfection You believe it in the last days That will not falter or fail You see, our trying circumstances, uh, however severe, cannot uh, alter God's plan. Remain uh, stable is what God is telling me to tell you this morning. And whatever you are facing, we have unshakable, reliable, firm guarantee that stability in Jesus Christ will keep us settled, stable, fixed, and firm in the unfailing word of God's promise. Be steady on the trial. Be steady in the name of Jesus. Let me flip back to James 1 and 11 quickly as I close with this. James will tell us, blessed is that man that endureth temptation, for when he tried, he shall receive the crown of life which the Lord had promised to them that love him. That word it means stability, steadfastness, solid, firm in Christ. Praise the Lord. Is that the kind of testimony you want? Is that the kind of testimony you want this morning, God? I want to be enduring to the end. I want to be enduring. Like the story of the, of the, of the Greek uh, relay I've often tell you about. Hallelujah. They give you a torch. And they fire the gun. And they tell you to run. And it's not the man that can run fast and get ahead of everyone that wins uh, uh, this relay, but the man that can cross the finish line with his torch still lit. I believe this is what God is wanting, a bride. Amen. Not, Not a Greek relay, but a bride relay that will run to the end with their torch still lit, saying, Lord, I'm running for Jesus. Forever, we're gonna run to the end by God's grace. We're gonna finish this race together in Jesus' name. Believe it. Let me close by giving you four principles in keeping you and your family stable. I close with this now: one, four principles in keeping you and your family stable. One, make your spiritual life a priority. That God is first and foremost. This includes going to church regularly, fervent prayer meetings, fellowshipping with believers in your church, and staying involved in the church that you attend. Come on. Secondly, make the Word of God center in your home. Jesus would tell us in Matthew 7 and 24 through 25, uh, everyone who hears these words of mine and do them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock and the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and bare on that house uh, but did not fall. Hallelujah. Because it had been founded on the rock. Make the Word of God the center of your home. The center of your relationship. The center of everything that you do. In a world of instability, we have the assurance we need uh, in the Word of God. Thirdly, uh, assure your family of its own stability. Pledge to work through anything no matter what happens. And I'll tell you, children in today's world don't know what to expect for their future anymore. Any small spat between mother and father can create insecurity in their their future. Is that right? Determine to assure your family of its own stability. We're going to work this out. This is going to be worked out. Be stable. We're going to get through this. Every family had their night times and their day times. Some of you are probably there. I don't know. But affirm your family. Assure them that we are going to get through this together. Let them see your stable side. Let them see your steadfastness. Even when you don't have the answer, speak positively of what God is going to do in your family. They're looking for stability. Blessed to work through it. You believe that? Believers should sure other believers that no matter what happens, we will work through it together. You believe it? This is why there's so many divisions in our ranks. We don't work through things together. We hear somebody having a problem and we're ready to broadcast it, advertise it, rather than putting our shoulders to the mill and say we can work through this together. Why do we have so many divisions? Why do we have so many different facets of what we call the message? It's because that we are not established together as the church, the bride of Jesus Christ. I believe that God wants us to be established. Believers should stand together and assure each other that we're going to work through it. I don't care how big the problem is. You can work through it. I'm not afraid to face a problem. Let's work through it. Let's talk about it. You young people, you need to understand that. Where you're at, where you're stuck, you need to talk about it. Get it out of your system. Find a good person to confide in and pray over the matter, and God will take you through. If we do that, we will put into practice resolving grudges and forgiveness and reconciliation Then God will work in our lives. Fourthly, I close with, uh, don't live in fear. Paul will tell us in 2 Timothy 1 and 7, for God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. You see, anything that has you and your family panicking is not from God. Fear is one of Satan's most powerful weapon, and we don't have to prepare. You see, we, we, we don't have to prepare for warfare of stockpile and, and hoard food uh, through, any, uh, through any disaster of life because God has promised to provide for his people. Christians need to see Christians who can go out into the world with faith and courage in the Word of God and say, Lord, we can stand through any of this. You believe this? Listen, this is not, this is not a pep talk. It's not a promotional uh, uh, something to just uh, uh, try to stimulate you. I'm telling you what the Word of God says the world and make believers Pharisees may may be falling to pieces and it certainly cannot stand forever because it is built on the wrong foundation and Jesus' kingdom will never fall you believe that? Jesus' kingdom will never fall Look at Daniel 7 and 14 with me. The Bible would tell us there, Daniel, uh, he said, If there was given him, and there was given him dominion and glory and kingdom, that all people, nation and tongue, should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion. And we shall not pass away, but his kingdom, that which shall not be destroyed. Which shall not pass away, and his kingdom which shall not be destroyed. You see, give more time to the work of your spiritual life. Listen, friends, give more time to the work of your spiritual life, and you and your family will see greater stability than it has ever known, even in these unstable times. How many like to just be stable, more stable? Nobody's saying you're not. Just Lord, I just want to be remain stable, Lord. I want to stay stable in you. I want to be stable in Jesus Christ. I close with these few quotes as a musicians come from that time. Brother Bram said, in the beginning it was not so. He said, Be stable, know where you're standing. Whatever more, just as stable, be stable. Praise God. Don't you love those words? Just to stable, be stable. And Queen of, the, of, the, of Sheba in 1959, he said, many of you church members uh, sitting here, you, 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 you members of the churches that's professing Christianity and living upside-down lives. Right. Oh, that would make a good sermon, brother Ben. Amen. Upside-down lives. You know that upside-down when you go to buy a car and you really can't afford to buy it? And they tell you that you're upside down. That means that you owe more, even than what the car is worth. And this is what God is saying to us: Some of us are living upside down lives. Up on the mountaintop, down in the valley, can't be stable. Hebrews chapter six, number two. So you all from revival to revival, one place, then another. Don't you see you're not stable? You're not established. Praise God. Stay stable in Christ. Brother Brown said we take our membership from one church to the next. We're no different than a Methodist and a Baptist now. The only thing is we don't have actual letters to go from one place to the next. But help us, Lord, to be established. Help us to be strong. Help us to stay and to bloom where we are, not to be looking else, everywhere else and forget where we are and what we're doing. God wants you to be working on yourself. You heard what I just say, give more time to work uh, uh, of your spiritual life. Ask God, Lord, I want more time to work of my spiritual life that I can be a better person to serve Jesus Christ in this age. Is that what you want? Listen, I'm not interested in popularity. I'm not interested in church politics. I'm not interested in your money. Your money is only your way of obedience to God. You know what I'm interested in? I'm interested in seeing people established in Jesus Christ, ready to stand in this age that will say, Lord, I want to be ready when you come. There's going to be a church that will be ready in this last day. Stability. Stability is a powerful thing. You ask God to increase your stability, increase your steadiness, increase you being established right where you are. Satan has a way of just, just giving us false hope and false vision and causing us to have false. He's always trying, like Brother Graham said, pointing us to things that are in the future, what God did, what he has done, but never realizing what God is doing now. This is what God wants you to realize where you are at right now. Not the past, not the future, but right now, Lord, transform me, Lord God. Transform me. Let's all stand. Transform me. Change me, Lord. I want to be changed. I I want to be a different person. I want to be someone that's walking steady in Christ Jesus. Someone who is established. Someone who is steady. To have that kind of testimony. You heard there's many other parables that I have no time to go into right now. Of the steward, hallelujah, the one that was given the seed. And he was required the stewardship to come and to give accountability, amen, of his steadfastness and his stability of what he actually did with what God has given him. And you know, God's going to account for us. We holler that we got the message. That is the greatest condemnation we have in our life because this message has got a lot of antidote in it. If we don't start applying it in our lives, it ain't going to be just you believe the message. It's going to be you better take what God has given you and start applying it in your lives. It don't do you any good sitting in a tape recorder or on your shelves. You better let this message become a reality, friends. We have everything that God has given us for the journey in this Bible and the message God has given us. Praise God. And the greatest revelation you have uh, is not that you know that the message is true, but that you know that you are the message. Because if you know this message is true, that's wonderful, but if you know that you are this message, then you know that God will bring this Word true to you. Do you believe it? Do you love Him this morning? Do you appreciate Him? Let's bow our heads just for a moment. Father, how we love you so much, and we come before you, Lord, as I come to the close of this service. I've come here faithfully as your servant, and as you have instructed me to come and to preach to the church on stability, and I trust, Lord, that it's received in love and in power, and that it will help somebody that's here today. I can't be responsible for what's done with what I've said, but what I've said, Lord, is your word, and your word is true. You said, let every man's word be a lie and mine be truth. You said, let every man's word be a lie. Oh, God, help us, I pray, Father. You're the only truth and the light in this age. I pray you'll bring us to perfection. We love you, Lord Jesus. We honor you and we bless your name. Help us to be drawn closer to you, stabilize our faith in you, and make us better people to serve you and to love you. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And the church says, Amen, and amen. I want you to know something in this church. I'm not your Lord, and I'm not your savior, and I'm not your dictator. I'm only your pastor, and if I give you directives, it's not my own directives. It's directives that comes through this word, because as a pastor, I'm accountable to those who are under the ministry and the sound of my voice. And if you are in my place, you would do likewise. And I believe it's up to us as Christians. The Holy Spirit has given two strong messages. I'm leaving you just for a, for a little while. Two strong messages in this church on courage and stability, even against my own judgment, <coughs> to preach otherwise. And God has given me two messages This. To encourage you, and I trust you take the directive of those messages and say, "God, I'm gonna hold those messages in my heart because Pastor is trying to tell us something. There's an oncoming storm of judgment It's getting ready to blow like you've never seen, friends. Hold on to your family, hold on to your children. That's all I'm trying to tell you. Hold on to your marriage, hold on to your heritage, and say, Lord, let the let the let the strong clouds and the storm rise." all these things happen, I'm going to be anchor in Jesus Christ, my Lord and my Savior. Is that your desire this morning? Let's worship the Lord Jesus Christ just for a moment. The anchor holds.
0: Though the ship is battered. The anchor holds. Oh, the anchor holds Though the sails, they are, are torn. torn Oh, and I have fallen on my knees As I face the As I face the raging sea Place the raging seas. stay steadfast, but the anchor holds. In spite of the storm, in spite, in spite of, of the storm, sing it with me one more time. Oh, the anchor holds. Though the ship.
4: Bless you, church. Bless all of your lines Shalom until Wednesday evening.
0: Though the sails, they
4: are torn.